We swear we aren't trying to do a bunch of shows about the coronavirus, but we talk about our lives. So there it is. So we touch a bit on quarantine life and being essential. We wonder how long it might take to get back to normal and what normal even is anymore. We get philosophical about interconnectedness and wonder if the Earth is knocking us down and resetting herself a little bit. Meanwhile, Trisha von Lichtenstein hates technology. Are you surprised? And we have a bit of a woo double shot this week. First, we talk about the other kin. And then we hear about a friend of Pitney's who thinks COVID-19 is the work of the Illuminati. Enjoy! because I've been working like 50 hours a week <laughs> out of the house. Well, yeah, because you're you're an essential yes. you're an essential service worker. But it's been interesting to and it's really weird because I've been guilty of this even though we're doing this on the internet and I mm-hmm. absolutely love the internet. But you know how I've often complained about people being on their phones too much and how it drives me crazy. Anything happens. And rather than watching it, people have their goddamn phones in the air. Well, yeah. Making a video that they're never going to watch again. And that they're going to post on their Facebook page and no one's going to watch it. There and no either. one cares. Yeah. Because anyway, no one, wa- nobody wants to see your kid in the play. Nobody oh, wants to watch that. Oh no. Yep. So this isn't to say, what I'm about to say is not to say that, you know, people would have been fine in quarantine pre-internet, right? We well, would have they, read... They they were during the time of polio. Yeah. I was, I've we been would reading have a read lot books. about how we did that. We would have published, you know, written fanzines. Sure. We would have talked on the phone a lot. You know or, what I mean? Or, it would or have just been take, fine. take a fucking nap. You know, sleep more. It's fine. It's good you. know, you. but... Having the internet and having technology the way it is, it's been really interesting the way that quarantine. Do you know Burning Man obviously is canceled this year because of it. Burning Man is doing virtual Burning Man. I actually just right before right before we got online, I actually just saw a tweet about it. Someone I follow yeah, on Twitter is interesting. very excited been about All it. these things like churches are doing online stuff. There's so many people that can work online. From home now. Like I do. Like yeah. you do, yeah. I mean, there's just, so it's going to be interesting when I'm, this is I'm all throw, over. I'm throwing my father a an, an online birthday party that it's going to be more than just him and me and my sister. That, like, both of his sisters and some of their kids. I mean, it's going to be like a nationwide multi-state birthday party. See, that, that's so cool. We wouldn't have even considered such a thing. If we didn't feel forced to connect with more people because we're not connecting on a daily basis. Yeah. 
you know, but I was wondering because when things go back to normal, yeah, it's never going to be normal again. No, uh-uh. people are going to be afraid for a long time like, to be in crowded groups. I think I know I will be wary of it. I think you know? I think people are just I think in that sense, I, it makes me wonder if a lot fewer people are going to get colds and flu at least for a few years, because we're all so hyper aware of how germs work now and people are going to be so trained to like, Oh, maybe if you, if you don't fucking know how to wash your hands by now, you know, you, it's like when this is over, you better not go back to not washing your hands, dumbass. Oh, I know. But, and, but, and the other thing that, you know, I think there's a lot of businesses like Macy's, for example, right? I don't think Macy's is going to survive this. They were barely hanging on by a thread anyway. Were they? They were sitting about closing down a third of their stores before this even started. Oh, wow. I had no idea. And I'm just throwing that out as an example. I don't know. But I think there's going to be a lot of places that are simply not going to survive this. Oh, well, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of small businesses that have already folded. Do you remember Vulcan Video here in Austin? Oh, they, yeah. I mean, the, the fact that they've managed to hang on this long is pretty amazing. They're basically an old an old style video rental place that somehow because yes, I remember back in the day they had every anime you could they think were, of. If you and this was oh, back yeah. in the nineties, they had all the John Waters yep. movies. They were great for weird. They shit. were the kind of place where if you if you saw a movie once and you couldn't remember what it was called, but you remembered a little bit of it, you could walk in there and talk to any of their employees, and th- one of them would know what you were talking about. Wasn't Vul- wasn't Vulcan oh, Video yeah. the place I remember. where I walked in saying, told, telling them how I've been looking for Hollywood chainsaw hookers for so long, and and they were like, well, isn't that interesting? Because I literally just took that off the shelf to put it in the back to rotate it out of the stock. And they were like, well, do you want it? We have it. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, that play, I remember I used to rent stuff from them all the time because it was, yeah. you know, pre-internet. Yeah. So you couldn't get stuff. And they had weird stuff. And I remember, you know, I always used to hook up the Sony to the Panasonic. Hell yeah, you did. And would copy. We copied, we copied all kinds of shit. Well, that's the amazing thing. It's like, it's like, it's 2020. They lasted till 2020. That's amazing. So they had, I mean, they had beyond a good run. They ever, you know, all these huge, these huge video companies couldn't last, but fucking Vulcan video lasted until now. That's amazing. But so I was thinking, I don't, there's a lot of places that aren't going to survive this. But I think people are so in tune to their online lives now because of yeah. this in a way that they weren't before. Right. I'm wondering what the new normal is going to be. It's not going to be let's go to the mall because that's been changing anyway. Oh, yeah. Malls have been dying. I'm wondering if this is just going to be the death knell of that. I think I think you the know? only way... Mall culture, you know, the mall, because malls are already slowly dying. You know, the, it's so sad. But malls are going to have to figure out a way to be relevant in a way they weren't before, or else they're not going to survive. Yeah, and, and it's weird because I always talked about, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, I know I've talked about it with you, 
you know, people, young people, they, they just shop for clothes and stuff online now. Yeah. But to me, it's like the fun of going with your friends and trying on stuff and especially trying stuff on that you have no intention of buying just to have fun with your friends. Just to see if I've, you look good in it. Yeah. yeah, I've said that to younger people that are used to, like, they've grown up shopping online and they think the mall is gross. Oh, wow. And I've talked about, you know, trying on clothes and blah, blah, blah. And they're literally like, why would you even do that? Like, that doesn't sound fun to them? It's like, hello, because it's fun. But So I think that this, what's happening right now is going to really push all these changes because of technology that have been coming on. Right. Anyway, I think, I don't think everything's ever going to be the same again. And I think a lot of employers are going to have to make some changes because now people are realizing maybe they didn't before. I don't need to go sit in the fucking office for 40 hours a week when I can be just as productive at home. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to demand to be working from home now. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, my job that I have, uh, I already did telework some, mm -hmm. but we have the agreement was, um, once you qualify for telework in this job, because some jobs, um, I've said before that I work for the IRS and most IRS jobs, you're dealing with someone's actual tax shit and you can't take that home. Oh yeah. You, you know? have to be in the office for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me by the time this episode comes out, if you're still waiting on your refund, you're going to have to wait. If you send in a paper return, it's sitting somewhere and no one has touched it in two months because no one's in the office. And I have no idea what their plan is because the normal thing is a thousand people in an area sitting elbow to elbow working as fast as they can mm -hmm. to get your shit out at a reasonable amount of time. That isn't going to work now. And I mean, there's already someone from my old department that I, you know, the department I just left, um, who's already been sick. So we have no idea. But anyway, but my job that I have now for the last like six months, um, I, once I qualified to work at home, the agreement is, and this is what my husband does too. Um, you can work as much as, uh, oh God, what would we call it? Basically every pay period is two weeks. So that's in an 80 hour period, two days have to be in the office. So it works out mm -hmm. to about a day a week, depending on how you want, but you can pick any two days during that pay period. Um, so like four days at home, one day in the office. Mm -hmm. But once this started, it was basically, you know, they were like, all right, if you're, if you're at home already, great, stay there. Don't come back into the office until we tell you. And if you're still in the, if you're in the office and you qualified to work at home, but you didn't feel like it, too bad. You're going to work your at, ass home. at home. You're going to work at home now and you're going to yeah. have to figure out a way. I mean, some people have shitty internet at home. Some people have, you know, yeah. some people don't have a place where they can work at home, but it's like, I'm sorry. It's either that or you don't work. Like you have to figure it out. But now that we're all at home and we've been at home for a month because that I've been at home, I've been working at home solidly for a month now. Yeah. And it's so like our last meeting, we were talking about how the hell, when this is all over, are they going to be able to justify telling people, well, you have to come in one day a week. Oh yeah, they can. Now granted, 
I can understand if you're going to hold a desk in that building for me, like I have a cubicle, it's just sitting there. If you're going to hold that desk for me, then I need to come in sometimes. Because otherwise, why is there a desk? But I think they're it? learning now that you, you can be just as productive and stay at home. And I think people that... I think we're more productive, honestly. Yeah, that, that, that weren't able to work at home for are now being totally effectual at their jobs working from home. Yeah. I think they're going to be like, um, well, we just want to work from home now. Look at how well it worked. Yeah. And I think that's going to be happening a lot. But think about how good that's going to be for the traffic conditions, for oh, the God. environment, because there's going to be less pollution. Because think half of how the good people aren't be driving people's into town. Pocketbooks, because, for example, oh, here, gas is three fifty a gallon. Yep. If you don't have to drive to work today, think of how much many people. I think there's so many benefits yeah. that are gonna that can be reaped from this terrible time just in that alone. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. and it's forcing people. And I think part of it is kind of funny because you know a lot of it is like parents are driving their kids crazy and vice versa. Oh my God. So they're finding creative ways that they can interact with other people away from their parents or away from their kids. Right. But I think that it's making the internet. It's finally useful. Less solitary right. and more social right. because of it's, this. It's like it's becoming what it was supposed and to be. And again, I think that's a great positive thing. Right. The internet was always promised like it was going to it was going to bring us all together as a community and it, and then it became nothing but porn. Porn and bullying. And it was yeah. like now and it's oh wait a minute. We can actually interact we can actually live our lives this way. Yeah. And think of how much better it would be for the environment. Yeah. And think of how much better it would be for like I said your pocketbook. Have you seen the pictures of the way um the sky over Los Angeles looks right now? Yes. Isn't it amazing? Because there's no goddamn cars. Remember that time when you and I were on our road trip and as the sun was setting, we were we were driving into the valley that where Los Angeles is. And oh, the, yeah. And the sun, the sun was going down and the sky was olive green. And it was so yeah, me and Steve noticed that, too, when we were driving here in December. Steve was like, oh, there's L.A. It's like that hideous cloud. And I was literally like, oh, is it raining? He's like, no, that's smog. I was yeah. like, fuck. And I remember that day when we were driving into L.A., and I just remember thinking, we're looking at it, we're horrified by it, and yet we keep driving towards it. Yeah. We, don't have, we don't have an option. That's the only thing. topic of conversation totally reminds me of the current insanity that von lichtenstein <gasps> is oh my god exhibiting oh my god this is going to be a, a trisha von lichtenstein story yes We're it's gonna, been a long time we get to, we get to use the trisha von lichtenstein theme song yes all right <laughs> Adventures in Psychosis with Trisha von Lichtenstein.
Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. I want to hear. <laughs> so we've talked about Von Lichtenstein's irrational hatred of the internet. Yeah. Before, oh and, but anyway, Von Lichtenstein's husband mm -hmm. happens to work for a government agency. Mm-hmm. And he's never been able to work from home before. Well, guess what? He has to work from home now That's or right. they have no money coming in because you know she's not bringing any money in. And she never, ever has. That's right. Yes. So, you know, all these years, I'm not getting the Internet in my house. I'll never get the Internet. And you just <laughs> mention the Internet and oh she God. goes off on... Oh, I hate the internet. I hate Google. I can't believe every time I just hear the word Google, it just makes me want to spit. Like, she doesn't even know what it is. Oh, no. I mean, oh she God. is just like, uh, like, she gets so angry, and it's like she'd rather ma not make any money in her business. Right. Than sell her products yep. online. Yep. Which in this day and age is the only way she'll make any money, but she'd rather be broke than deal with the internet, right? Right, absolutely. But guess what? Now, her husband has to work from home where they have no money coming in. Uh-huh. And the internet had to be installed <gasps> in their house. Oh, my God! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And rather than be like grateful that her husband can still work and they have money coming in because right. they are like one check away from the poorhouse every month. Right. Even though he makes damn good money. A hundred percent because of her. Yep. Rather than be grateful and happy, she is pissed off at her husband. For work. For having to work at home and for bringing the internet into the house. Well, I guess he could bring the COVID into the house. Because, oh, with the internet, you know, my son is going to get on that computer with the internet. And then my husband has to have the internet on his computer. And that's two more things that the government's going to spy on me. Oh, God. <laughs> she thinks she's so interesting that the government wants to spy. And it's like, and I was like, but otherwise they would have no money coming in and that's that's a good thing mm -hmm. don't talk to me about the internet you know how i feel about this and then she got mad and like verbally attacked me for trying to talk her into the fact that this is a good idea and that they don't have to use the computer for anything else they don't have to use the internet for anything else if he only used it for work the government wouldn't be able to spy on them. It's not like they're listening to you through the... Through oh, the it's computer. so oh stupid. God. But then, but then, but then... Okay, so you know that she is, like, the oh. most hardcore Trekkie in the <laughs> entire planet, right? And she was really excited about Picard mm -hmm. being online. And now I saw... And I told her to try to, like, soften the blow of having to have the evil internet in her home, oh. right? Um, I was like, well, I saw something online that, what is it, CBS that does it? Yeah. I don't remember. It's Picard. Yeah. So I saw something online that CBS, at least for right now, is you you can stream Picard for free. Mm -hmm. And her response was, I'd rather not even see it at all than have to stream it. <laughs> Oh 
And I was like, it's kind of the same as like broadcasting it online or broadcasting it through the air. You're still picking up a broadcast. Right. Like, does she have cable? Oh, no. She didn't have cable? Oh, she has like an antenna? No, because the only way that they could have had cable out there in the country is for satellite. Oh. And we're talking about somebody who was so into television, I thought she would commit suicide within three months of not having cable when they moved there. Right, right. But because they were at a hotel in the beach once during a storm, and she was trying to watch the weather... The satellite cable went out because of the storm, so she couldn't watch the weather. Therefore, satellite cable is completely not dependable and a waste of money, and she's not getting it. Oh, my God. So she wouldn't allow her house to have satellite cable either, that at the time being their only option. Oh, shit. So she has a one-time experience with one thing, and that means she knows everything there is to know about Yeah, cable. but I thought oh that the God. card thing was That's fabulous, and it just illustrates her psychosis perfectly. <laughs> I'd rather not even watch it than watch it streaming. <laughs> Breathe deeply, deeply, the year of woe. So I'm going to talk about a subculture who socially and spiritually identify as not entirely human. Okay. Some claim that their identity is genetic, while others believe their identity derives from reincarnation, transspecies dysphoria of the soul, ancestry, or metaphor. I would like to welcome you, Pitney, to the world of the Otherkin. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What we're talking about here is, and you will, I guarantee you, you will be so fascinated that you will look this up later, and I I recommend everyone do this. Oh, I'm sure save it. As an aside, I gotta say, I'm not really familiar with what Otherkin is, but... Uh, our, our, I bet you know some. Our dear friend of the Talking to the Pelts, mm-hmm. her and another crazy friend of mine that I knew from back then that's friends with her, they were very into talking about how they were other kids. Oh my God. Well, that does not surprise but me I at never all. asked and I never paid attention because I just assumed it was some wackadoodle fandom thing. Oh. <laughs> well, it is... <laughs> The more you dive into it, the more fascinating it gets. So I'll, I'll give you a little, a little bit of just a kind of what it is, and then I'll give you a little background. So we're generally talking about people who believe that they are either the reincarnation of something that wasn't human. Uh, like, let's say, like, like they believe that elves, like the race of elves, were real. Okay. And that they are somehow a reincarnated elf, or a fairy, or an angel, or a dragon, or a cartoon character, or an alien. It could be anything like that. It's, at first, it seems like sort of like a fursona thing, because we know so much about, like, the whole furry Mm -hmm. subculture thing. 
and we totally get the furry thing, but this is like way, 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 way deeper, like to the point where it has become almost a spirituality for them. Some of them even claim that they are shapeshifters, but of course, when they talk about shapeshifting, they're talking about doing it astrally or mentally, like they're doing it inside their head. Okay, well, of course, yes. <laughs> Which is very convenient, you know, like, well, I'm doing it right now, but of course you can't see it because I'm doing it mentally. Uh -huh. I am mentally shapeshifting into a dragon and looking at you through the eyes of a dragon. Oh, God, okay. And of course... As I, as I mentioned Dragon, it reminds me of one particular uh, little film that is one of the first things that probably will come up if you search on YouTube for Other Ken. Uh, it's a great, like, British TV documentary about them. And there's this guy who, talking right into the camera and getting really huffy about it, I should say, and I'm sure you can visualize exactly what he looks like without me having to tell you. Uh-huh. He is talking about how... He is a reincarnation of a dragon that he once lived as a magnificent dragon. And now he has been reincarnated into this puny, pathetic human body. Oh, God. Which, of course, if I was speaking to him and he was talking that way, I would have to say, well, then you must have been a really shitty dragon right. <laughs> for your reincarnation to to take you to a lesser life form, as it were, you must have been really bad at it. Like, you don't want to, like, live several lives as a human and then come back as a cricket. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you would want to, like, move upward, one would think, you know. So um, now I'm going to go into a little background, and this will not surprise you at all. So this all started in, like, the 90s with, you know, this thing called the Internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because there suddenly were all these elven online communities. Interestingly, oh. the first one they found when they researched um, was formed at the University of Kentucky, which I think is fantastic. Uh -huh. <laughs> Especially since we know people there, but we won't go into that. So, you know, of course, when, you know, someone has an idea in their head, if the internet exists, you can find other people that have similar ideas and then you talk about them and then other people read your conversations and go, Ooh, I want to play. And then and it then becomes a thing. You, yes. Then before you know it, alt.fan.dragon becomes like a major hub of other kin activity. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, there was, um, there was this video game and I'm not sure exactly offhand where, when it came out, but it's called Changeling the Dreaming. Uh-huh. And this video game caused such a stir on the internet because these communities online were just abuzz with this game because these dark fae claimed that the game totally nailed it, like totally accurately represented what it was to be them. And they were 100% convinced that the people at White Wolf who created the video game obviously were other kin like they were. And the guy who developed the game had to go like on the record and deny 
ever being non-human. Oh my god. <laughs> because these people, it's not just like a fun fandom thing. This is real and it's religion to the point where my alma mater, Texas State University, a religion professor there, has been studying the other kin. Oh god, of and course. He believes that he he has no problem classifying it as real as any other religion because mm-hmm. When it comes to the beliefs and the lifestyle and all the purposes that a religion serves in your life, for these people, this is all of it. It is so engrossing and and acts and serves every part of their life that it is their religion. Wow. And I'm telling you, it is so much more interesting than anything you can imagine. <laughs> Although you and I can imagine pretty much. But oh, since, but, yeah. But I am 100% sure, and it did not surprise me at all when you mentioned Wolf Pelt Girl, because she, there's no question in my mind that she is other kin. She absolutely is. You know, but it makes me wonder because, well, she has, you know, a set of issues with my other friend that claims to be this way mm-hmm. very emotionally damaged abusive childhood never's moved out she's in her 30s she's never moved out of her parents house oh like not even to give it a try she was terrified wow. of her father oh. because he was constantly abusive physically emotionally and sexually to both him and her mother to the point where her mother kept running away but she didn't but she didn't Wow. And oh shit. She's just really, really fucked up. And so of course she goes into this fantasy realm of other kin. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, is it is it like fandom where there's so many people like that that they need that an an escape? I mean, is it like in the place oh. of therapy? <laughs> You know, it does make me wonder, like, I mean, because it's one thing when it already exists out there and you stumble upon it and you go, hey, I could I could be with those people. Like, I mean, I, I can understand that. But to be the first people to come up with it and because when you when you watch these documentaries and things and interviews and there's a lot of people who will post their own videos mm-hmm. out there about, you know, other kin life and whatever. Oh, and they do tend to associate with like kinds. Mm-hmm. Like, fey folk tend to stick with fey folk, and people who are, you know, who think they're demons tend to hang with other demons and whatnot. Oh, God. Which I think is a little exclusionary and kind of asshole-ish. I mean, there's no reason why an elf shouldn't hang out with a dragon. <laughs> well, why not, you know? I know it's like uh, excuse me don't be an, don't be a dick but um I really I, I oh oh my god I just they're just so fascinating they're so fascinating like my my head is spinning there was this one girl it was so funny like these two girls go out into the woods and they're wearing their little wolf ears just ears and they go they're standing in the woods and they're howling and then they're like play fighting like girls and um they're like teenage girls uh-huh. And of course they are. And they're just sort of like wrestling like children. And then they do like this animalistic kind of snuggling thing, which is like a very, you know, because that's, that's how wolves are, you know, when they're just Mm -hmm. playing. And 
And one of them has this very, very deep backstory about how she she's she's definitely aware that she's been reincarnated at least three times because she knows specifically three of her last lives and and they were all wolves. And she even knows the name of one of the wolves. And I'm like, I don't think wolves have names, but whatever. Um, and so but then the other one, she goes into this whole thing about how, well, I'm an Arctic white wolf. And then I guess the cameraman must have looked at her funny. She's like, I know, I know I'm wearing red ears. I know. It's just that I haven't gotten white ears oh. yet. And it's like, bitch, if you are a certain kind of wolf, why did you even buy a pair of ears that isn't the kind of wolf you are? Right. That <laughs> tends to make me think that you're just a fucking joiner. That's all you are. Oh, You're just some God. teenage girl who went to an anime convention and saw cat girls and was like, ooh, I want to do that, but with a wolf. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they even, oh my God, there's, and, and of course there's cat people. Of course there are. Of course there are. Oh, God. And of course it's always girls. It's Of course it's girls who think they're cats. Yeah, and see, my friend that I was talking <laughs> about with all the problems... She totally, maybe this is why her and Pelker were friends, but she identified as a wolf. That's, and that's why they stuck together. And the only thing that I could think of is because she's so completely ineffectual in her own life. Did she pick something powerful? Yeah. Did she pick something powerful? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm skeptical about it. But it's one of those things, like, like a lot of the people that we know who are furry, <laughs> Their fur, their persona and stuff will sort of help them work through their problems. Like maybe if that's not, that may not be what their intention yeah, is, but yeah. the end result is they choose something that's an idealized version of what they wish they could be, and then they become it because they develop a personality. And, then, and I think that's kind of fine. It's wonderful, but like I don't, th I think these people go at go into it with the idea that they are fucking superior to humans because they are not human and i think that makes them dicks oh possibly. yeah and like again i'm gonna be devil's advocate again it's most likely a bunch of mentally fucked up mentally ill people that are using this to escape rather than go to therapy oh my god like my friend yeah. You I know, so. I mean, that's what I go to. And I think the same thing of the vampire people, too. Oh, there are there are vampire people in this. Oh, of, of course. Because I, I watched a documentary one time about, you know, real vampires. Like the ones that live in New Orleans? Yeah, and it of was course. just a bunch of, like, hokey, crazy people. <laughs> Fascinating. It's just, you know, it's like, like a hot topic exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see us getting heavily, heavily into the other kin. And I really want to thank one of our listeners, who I shall only refer to as Frito. I want to thank Frito for letting me in on this wonderful world of the other kin, because he just knew I needed to know about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so fascinated. <laughs> So that's that's woo enough for you, isn't it? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and oh my god, and that reminds me of something. It's a little woo. Okay. But it's not worthy of a whole woo up of a whole woo segment. Okay. Just a little so a little woo in this vein. Okay. So I was talking to a friend yesterday who I love dearly, but she's a little Looney? intensely weird about some of the things that she believes in. Oh, I and, think I know what you mean. 
she is convinced. Well, first, let me back up. Let me back up, because what reminded me of this was the same person, right? There is this meditation, this guided meditation that I have. For the life of me, I can't remember who did it. But it is this whole thing where you visualize and the spaceship comes and takes you to this other realm. Oh, my God. And these aliens take you and you bathe in these, like liquid light healing things and then you go back to earth oh my god i love that it's really fabulous really fun and it has you know it's beneficial but you know it's like just like a vision journey it's fantasy right Right. so i wish i shared this with this friend of mine and because of the way that they kind of modulate their voices in the meditation to make it sound more alien right my friend was like, oh, oh, wow, you can totally tell that this is channeled. This is real alien messages in this meditation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, this same friend who I love dearly, but this same friend we were talking about, by the way, her husband had COVID. Ah. Was in bed for 12 days. Shit. Totally fine now. Oh, my God. Thank God. But anyway, she was talking about how, well, you know, what COVID-19 is, it was planted by the Illuminati. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was waiting for someone to say that. And she she had this long thing about planted by the Illuminati because the Antichrist and blah, 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 blah. But it's going to backfire because... Now all the alien transmissions are going to start coming in and it's really, really going to change the planet. But if we can't raise people's consciousness high enough because the alien messages, the (laughs) Illuminati is going to win and the Antichrist is going to take over (laughs) and it's all because of COVID-19. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. And I was just like, oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. That's an interesting You know, I was just like, you know. Wow. What can you say? Because she really, really believes it. Oh, that's adorable. And I love her too much to uh, to contradict. To be like, like, bitch, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, (laughs) oh my God. So one of the things that I've been thinking about with all of this, you know, like we're all, you know, we all have time to sit and sit quietly and think now. It's weird, you know, I had... It's been, you know, like I said, I've been working at home for a month as of right now and, you know, not really leaving the house to do much of anything. And I have all this time and, you know, you'd think I could have, you know, binge watched a series or watched a bunch of movies and God, I really haven't. I have just spent so much more time just sort of like journaling and reading and sort of sitting quietly listening to music and just not just kind of being very mellow. And that's kind of nice. But because of that, I've been doing a lot of thinking about like, what, what are we like, like, where are we going after this? Because right now, like everything kind of stopped and we get to look around and go, Jesus, we're really fucked. Like Uh all the things that you were too quote busy to pay attention to before now You can see it. You can see how all these people, you know, who have the 
well, you know, you're just flipping burgers or, well, you're just, well, you, you're just a cashier at a grocery store. Guess what? Yeah. We're the ones that all the snotty people are depending on now. Absolutely. And I find that so ironic. It's like all these, <laughs> all these jobs that were considered low level, unimportant, stupid jobs that you shouldn't get paid a living wage on. Those are the people that are saving our goddamn lives right now. Yep, yep, it's like, bitch, I'm essential, and you're useless job, you're at home not making any money. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> I am I am sitting at home working, but I have to say working with air quotes, because how hard am I working, really? The amount of money I get paid to do my job. My job is not any more important than anyone else's job. But the mm-hmm. fact that, the fact that, you know, the kind of jobs that are you know, food delivery drivers and things like that. The people that I can't imagine going through all this without all these people that don't get paid anything. And Mm -hmm. I know that that's a very common thought, you know, that people are really realizing that, but are we going? You're right. I've read things about that and it's actually made me feel good. Like I don't feel like a loser for, Working where I work. Right. For getting a job in a store at your age. You know, yeah, exactly. But you're doing very important work. These all these all these people that need stuff and you are giving them the things they need, you know? And if we don't somehow come out of this with a for fuck's sake, fifteen dollar minimum national minimum wage or something, if we don't mm-hmm. come up if we don't come out of this experience with something like that, then it's never going to happen. Because right mm-hmm. now, it would be hard to say that the vast majority of people aren't 100% behind that idea. Because we can see it. We can see how yeah, important Yeah, because all those people, and, they, they, and I think they're going to realize that they've always been totally dependent on the people that they look down on. Right, Absolutely. It's like, you know, you know, the people who don't clean their own toilets, who look down at the person who cleans their toilet. It's like, bitch, do you know how disgusting your toilet would be if she wasn't there? You really need to pay more attention to the people that you think are beneath you. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, and you know, I, it's it makes funny, me... like, as much as I love movies and video games, mm-hmm. let's face it, those jobs are cushy, fun, creative jobs that people enjoy doing they should make one one hundredth of what they make oh my god and the people like me and nursing home people should make 10 times what we make now absolutely you know what i mean absolutely because i'm sorry what the fuck does an actor making a hundred million dollars a movie for going and fucking around and having fun for three months and then not working for nine months it's ridiculous yeah Whereas I've been working my ass off every day of my life. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it does not make any sense. When, when I think about when I first started working at the IRS, and, <clears throat> and I, I mean, I never had some big goal of being a federal employee. I, you know, I got a bachelor's degree in liberal arts, and I knew that wasn't going to get me a job. But I thought, you know, they love to tell you that having a college degree is going to help you get a better job. And that is a lie. Um, I mean, it's more Mm -hmm. of a lie now, but it was a lie in 1991 too. And, um, I, I busted my ass for $5 an hour for years. I had just convinced this one little company that I worked for this little, I was going to say mom and pop company, but it was a mom and mom company, wasn't it? 
the lesbians that I worked for. Oh, yes, <laughs> when I, it when was. I worked for the lesbians, the lesbians who thought that no one could tell they were lesbians. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Oh, my God. But, you know, I finally convinced them that I was valuable enough to them to make five fifty an hour. For the, for the, the amount crazy? of work that I did and the fact that I would I would be the one employee all day in one of their stores in a mall where anyone could come in at any time. And do you think I could go to the bathroom? Do you think I could take a lunch break? Oh, and that's right, because you used to do open to close by yourself, I would, I would, you? I would, be, I would open the, the store and be there by myself all day. And sure, there was a bathroom. But as this, you know, the second I went back there, someone was going to open that door and come mm-hmm. in the front of the store, and someone had to be there. I mean, I worked so fucking hard for those people, and how much I worked to convince them to make five fifty, and then, you know, saw a TV commercial that the IRS would pay a data entry person six ninety nine an hour. Uh huh. Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> they'll pay me seven dollars. To sit in a chair and not have to talk to the public? And all I have to do is type? How do I get that job? But, um, but when I think about how a lot, of, a lot of wages have not gone up that much, despite the fact that the cost of living, especially here, you know, I mean, it used to be cheap to live in Austin. That that's why we had so many artists and musicians. Mm, yeah, we were, not you no know, more. People would people would come here because they could afford to live here, and we had all this great, you know, it was a, such a hippie town and whatever. And now it's like, well, a hippie's not going to live in a two hundred thousand dollar condo. You know, it's like that's not. Oh that yeah, that shit doesn't fly. But the thing is, like, like everybody's viewpoint has to be changing right now and it makes me wonder how much well god i think so much of it's going to depend like what how is this going to affect the election in november in america i don't understand how anyone could be looking at this administration and not seeing that they are committing genocide oh but there's a lot it's still i think it i i I keep you know i've been looking at that a lot I still think it's pretty much 50-50. It's... Love Trump and It's so Trump. weird, like... It's so, it's so frightening to me and shocking. And it's like, I think the people <laughs> who were who liked him to begin with, he he is deciding that certain states, because, they're, because their governor won't kiss his ass, that certain states mm-hmm. don't get ventilators and shit. And it's like, that is, that is absolute genocide by negligence. But because they think he's funny or whatever, or whatever it is they like about him that I will never understand, they are like, well, but he's my guy, though. And it's and it's one of those, like, I can't believe I'm still having to argue with people who won't do what they have to do to get him out of office going, but I don't like Joe Biden. It's like, I don't fucking care who you like. It's still better. I yeah. mean, you know, it's not my job to tell you Anybody what to vote for. Anybody is better it, than than air Trump. Exactly. You know, we, you know bec- and I, and I've had, I, I mean, why did I get into yet another argument with a bro yesterday and don't fucking argue with me about not all Bernie supporters are bros. You know what? If your head is far up Bernie's ass and you think he's a fucking God and you think he can do no wrong and you think he could win this election, even though he couldn't win any fucking primaries, then you're a fucking bro. 
If you want to argue with strangers on the internet for daring to suggest that, hey, maybe Elizabeth Warren would be a better choice, you're a fucking bro. You know, and if you... Yeah, and even so, maybe she would be a better choice, but... At this point, she's not an option. Shut the fuck up. We have up. to go with yeah, our option. Exactly. And like I always say, do do you think I wanted to vote for Al Gore? Do you think I wanted to vote for John Kerry? No. But George W. Bush, we already had we had him as a governor. We knew we knew what a useless piece of shit he was, and we tried to warn the rest of the country. But no, the rest of you all voted for him, and that and look where we are. You know, but God is, but God, I miss him. It's I know. God damn it. I miss W, and I never thought he's a goddamn war criminal, and I still would prefer him to this semi-sentient circus peanut that we have going right now. It's like, oh my God. Oh, it's just but that, But see, that kind of shit is what makes me worry. Because I I want to believe in, you know, I want to believe in the, the good nature of people. But I really, I, it makes me afraid that we're just gonna, we're gonna reelect this dipshit and... Even though, you know, like, you know, the guy who voted about, oh, I could, I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and they'd still elect me. Yeah, well, he's killed lots and lots of people now. Yeah. And apparently you're still fine with him. So it's like, but how many of those people are the same people who early on in this were demonstrating not giving a shit about their community by, I, I know they said I should stay inside, but it's spring break, dude. I gotta go get hammered. I gotta go to the beach. Oh, you know, and that changed a lot mm-hmm. of people's perspective, though, because a lot of those kids got sick, and now a lot of those kids are going back on what they said before, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you what, Austin, here, we were doing really well. Like, as far as, like, large cities go, we were doing surprisingly well with the number of cases we had. And then when kids came back from spring break... That was exact. Now, it could have been a coincidence, but at least four UT students, I think, came back with it. Oh, I'm sure that that's a contributing factor. And you know, they smashed so much the whole time they were gone. They just drunkenly smashed as many times, as many people as they could. Oh, hell yeah, of course. And, oh, they, they gave, they gave their cooties to as many people as possible. Absolutely. And, and so like, you know, for the longest time I was, I was only seeing the negative shit, but I, I keep trying so hard to think about how we're being forced to look at our world differently and we're being forced to see, see the people who were beneath us. Mm-hmm. as more important and and this kind of thing so it makes me wonder like you know are those of us are the people who might have been in the middle who didn't think about it much are they leaning more in the direction of no i realize i really do care about my community and i really do care about my neighbors and i am willing to do my part like are people taking a stronger stand on it now because i think so because i've so. noticed like here there's a there's a thing going on here in san jose yeah where you know, because there's a lot of homeless people here oh, God. because it's so expensive to live. Yeah. And and a lot of, you know, poor people because, you know, whatever. I mean, shit, I've, you can make $40,000 a year there and be homeless. Oh, yeah. Because I that think doesn't low pay for income, shit. If I'm not mistaken, I was looking at low income is considered by the county to be 
anything under $80,000 a year is low income. Yeah. Oh my God. I've been working my whole life and I've never seen anything remotely close to 80,000. Yeah. But anyway, there's a thing in San Jose now where these neighborhoods, they're putting up tables with signs Uh and they're doing like bagged meals that they're just putting out for anyone who needs them can come take. Oh, I love that. And that's unheard of. It's like people are actually thinking, is there something I can do? Oh, I can do this. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is. It's becoming a thing now that That's they're doing beautiful. that. And I think it's great. Oh, my God. And one thing that, you know, one thing that actually also occurred to me, and it, mostly it has to do within the United States because of the way, you know, you know, individual states are sort of pitted against each other because we have a president who thinks this is a game. Mm-hmm. Um that even like the borders between the states start to feel like bullshit. Like if a red state is up against a blue state, like like people in Alabama, all the states around Alabama had told people had had told their people, stay home, keep your ass at home, don't you fucking dare go out. Just give it a couple of weeks. We'll we'll reassess in a couple of weeks. You can handle this. And Alabama. Is just like derp, derp, derp. We, you know, no, I think we're fine. We're just fine down here in Alabama. <laughs> oh, I know. So one little cluster of people is in danger, even though the rest of us all seem to be getting with the program. But this because their governor is a moron and just going, what? Everything's cool. Did you, oh, my God. Did you hear? Was it a week ago when the governor of, um, of Georgia? Uh, what? I think it was Georgia. Um, said. You know, we only just found out this week that you could uh, you could spread it w- without even having any symptoms. And it's like, bitch, we've known about that since oh January. Oh, my God. What is this we, Kimosabi? Had a drink about an hour ago. Fill somewhere by the table or maybe the floor. Hey, we're the girls from Despair and Distress. We get together every week with things that creep each other out, like cockroach milk, goblin sharks, Chernobyl disasters, ants, fighting hyenas, fucked up children's stories, the dark web, bloody Charlie town holes, and camel rape. Yeah, so um, I don't really know where we go after camel rape, but oh yeah, we're drinking. And listen to us every... Everywhere you can find your podcast and tune in every Friday for a new episode. Sorry, I'm trying to read this. It's not working out. One thing, um, another thing that I thought about, and uh, my Twitter buddy, uh, the Unusual Buddha, who I highly recommend everyone. And, and he and I, you know, he and I have, since I, since I started getting into the Buddhism thing, he and I have had some wonderful chats about loving kindness and meditation and things. He's a very, very cool guy. I highly recommend everyone follow him. But we were talking the other day about uh, the idea of interconnectedness. And like, do, do people believe in that? And if they didn't believe in it before, do we think they're going to believe in it more now? And um, I can't see a way that it's not going to be an increase in people actually at least thinking about it. Uh But, you know, you can't fix stupid. And so there's always going to be people who are just dumb no matter what. So the rest of us really do kind of have to make up for 
how many fucking dumb people there are. Oh yeah. But truly, you know, and I, and I, I was telling him that, um, I actually have believed very strongly in interconnectedness ever since I was a kid. Cause when I was a kid, I was very into, um, Ray Bradbury. I think I liked the fact that he had, that he basically wrote short stories and short stories were much more digestible to me. Like I could really get into, Oh yeah. I could for get sure. way into a short story. And, um, the story, the sound of thunder, the whole concept of like, like the butterfly effect where it's like a butterfly flaps his wings over here. And then there's a tsunami over there and it's all connected. That's that kind of, that kind of idea is very much related to this story. And I'll just give like the gist of the stories, a company, uh, in the future that, uh, has like time travel vacations and it's a, we will take you back to the age of the dinosaurs. They've created like a safari experience during dinosaur days and through their study they know okay this dinosaur right here will be dying within a day or two anyway like Uh this is a dinosaur that's about to die so what we're doing is some rich asshole is going to pay a lot of money and we're going to take him back and he walks on the special raised path so he doesn't interact with any bacteria or anything on the planet. And he goes back and he gets to kill a dinosaur. He gets to hunt and kill a dinosaur. Oh, uh, you know, there's people that would do that in real life. Oh, yeah. But it was all it was all planned out so that it would have, like, almost no impact on the world. Because that dinosaur was about to drop dead anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason. And, uh... In the the story, this guy, you know, pays his money. He goes back. Something happens. Like, I think if I remember right, a T-Rex turns and growls and starts to run at them. And when he's running back to the the ship, they, after he gets back on the ship, they realize that one of his boots has mud on it, which means that he stepped off the path. Oh. When he was running, he stepped in the dirt. And they, so they, they flip their switches and they go back to, they go back to, you know, present day and they step outside and everything is fucked. Everything is totally different. And they look at his shoe and there's a tiny little butterfly in the, stuck in the mud. He stepped on a butterfly in dinosaur times. And now the world is different. And I read that book. I was maybe eight years old, Mm -hmm. I think, when I read, when I was first getting into Ray Bradbury. And that made more, probably more impact on me, that story probably than anything I ever heard in church. That's Mm -hmm. for damn sure. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at what's going on in the world right now, I really want to believe that everybody's understanding that every single person plays an important role that anything could happen to anybody just by where are you standing at the at that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, did you turn left or did you turn right? All of these things affect everything that goes on around you, even if you think you're insignificant. And I really, oh my God, please, please, I hope people feel that. And if they never thought about it before, think about it now. I think they are. I hope so. You know, and not, and quite on it, like, I don't know about there, but here they've extended mm-hmm. our court, you know, our 
shelter yeah. in place time officially till May 15th, which is probably going to go beyond that. Yeah. But I think the more, longer that this stays in place and the more people are engaged, like we right. talked about, I think that, like, you know, not to sound hokey, but that, you know, the energy of the vibration or whatever that you were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. Is going to become even more prevalent in people's minds. And I think that's a good thing. So I think there's going to be good to come out of this. God, I really, really hope so. I think, I think if there isn't good, I think there's going to be a war. I think there's going to be a civil war. If it doesn't, if, if things don't turn good, it's going to get real ugly real fast. And that's my biggest fear because the, 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 the haves and the have nots, it's like, it's so much more defined now than it's ever been yeah, before. Oh, yeah. And you know, like all these high and mighty assholes Ugh. that usually, I mean, I mean, let's face it, their lives are useless. They don't benefit anybody but themselves. The people who are rich because their grandfather invented yeah. something or you know, something. So it's like, high and no. mighty assholes are going to yeah. be all bent out of shape because their stocks are going to be bad and their businesses are going to be non-existent and blah, blah, oh, blah, fuck blah, blah. Stocks. And they're going to be like so angry and fighting and lashing out to get that back when they never deserved it anyway. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. When people bitch about the stock market, I'm like, the stock market is literally Las Vegas. It's literally you're playing poker because in poker, there's a small amount of skill involved, but there's still a fuckload of chance. And so you may or may not have the skill to, to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, but you're still fucking gambling. And so when people say, oh, well, the stock market is healthy, therefore the economy's good. Fuck off. If people can't pay their fucking bills, the economy is not good. And as long as this is going on, the economy sucks. And right now the economy is taking a really weird shift because it has to. Because people are focusing on what do I need, not what do I want. Oh, yeah. You really don't worry about whether or not you have the latest iPhone when you don't have any fucking toilet paper. Yeah, and I really hope, like, the (laughs) non-essentials realize, some of them, how really fucking non-essential they are. And I hope society realizes that, too. Oh, yeah. Like, we're worshipping these assholes just because they're rich. Oh, yeah. When they're not contributing a damn thing to society, it's just because they're driving a fancy car. They're wearing, yeah. you know, look at this dumb bitch with her $4,000 purse. You know, I, I and people look up to that. And did you, did you hear that the guy, the guy from Twitter, the guy who, like, founded Twitter, like, one of those richy, richy, richy people. Yeah. He just donated I, I don't know the actual number but I just heard that he donated an amount of money that basically works out to like 49% of his total wealth oh. like and, and insanely are you fucking kidding me that's amazing but then you look at someone like fucking Elon Musk who's like well here have a hundred thousand dollars it's like dude you fart a hundred thousand dollars right it's like I know that's like you or me giving twenty, you know, right, exactly. or giving a hundred. Let's stretch it. Oh Maybe yeah, we'll, we'll pretend it's a little generous. <laughs> we'll pretend it's semi generous. But like Jeff Bezos, you know, I mean, Amazon is in a lot of ways saving a lot of saving a lot of butts right now because it's kind of the only way you can get things. But then Amazon was also the first people to decide that a, a pump bottle of hand sanitizer needed to cost sixty bucks. 
Yeah. Because that fucking happened, and I was taking screenshots of that shit. I was yeah. like, I was like, you assholes. But still, I there's still certain things I have to get through Amazon because I can't get them any other way. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to stop feeding the birds. You know how hard yeah. it is to get bird seed right now? Because it's not considered essential. It's like, well, the birds in my backyard thing seem to think it's essential. Oh, girl, go to Target. We got bird seed. We got potting soil. We got... <laughs> I, I really do. I think tomorrow morning, I think my... Uh, my Easter gift to myself, because that's when we're recording this. Uh, I think my Easter gift to myself is I'm actually going to leave the house because I haven't. And I yeah. am going to uh, definitely go to Home Depot or Lowe's or both and buy fucking flowers because I have not done any. I've done nothing but maintenance gardening. I haven't planted anything. Oh, yeah. I need to feel a little bit normal. But, but I just got to say, you know, God damn it. Do you know how much it sucks? To, like, have to pack and ship to somebody, like, four big bags of fucking potting soil. Oh, I'm sure. It really sucks. It's a really, really sucks. <laughs> but I've had to do that several times this past week. <laughs> I try so hard to not buy bags of birdseed that are more than 20 pounds. Because they sell 40 or 50 pounds of birdseed, just like they sell those giant bags of dog food. And it's like, okay, while I appreciate the fact that I could save some money, I don't want anyone to have to lift that. But what makes me happy, yeah, you know, obviously I see a lot of what, what people buy. Right. And it's made me really happy the, the, the number of art supplies. Oh, yeah. And it's not just kids coloring books. It's like we're sold out almost of paints. Paint brushes, watercolors, all different kinds of pens, sketchbooks. Yeah. And it, it, it's delightful that people are doing that. And right. it's also, and I know part of it is largely, I think a lot of it, people are bored and they want to, you know, they're finding their artistic voices or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of it is probably parents that are home with their kids and they oh, want yeah. something to do with their kids. And I think it's great because it's getting kids away from their goddamn tablets. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're doing other things and they're interacting creatively with their parents. And I just think that can be nothing other than positive. Oh, yeah. And maybe that'll change. Yeah. Make a little bit of a shift in the dynamic where kids will be more engaged creatively and want more hands-on creativity as opposed to being on their right. goddamn screens all the time. And having and having the opportunity in this sort of environment where they might be because you know kids like my my niece's birthday is in a week and she always when she was born like all of their friends within like a six months period they all had babies so she was born with an instant group of friends who mm -hmm. do everything together and she. Hers is, the, I think, the first birthday to come up during this time, and she's not going to be with her friends. And I know it's oh, got to be heartbreaking for her. She's yeah. five. She's five. She doesn't, you know, there's only so much she can understand. So I yeah. know there's a lot of kids that are really kind of bummed that they can't, you know, play with their, they can play outside, but only by themselves. They can't, you know. And so a lot of kids are having a lot of feelings right now 
that if they're lucky enough to be in a situation where they have parents who might encourage them to be artistic, they might be able to work through some of their shit in ways that they would never. I oh think my it's God. great. And I think this is going to, I think it's fantastic. I think kids and adults, yeah, everybody is going to grow from this experience. Yeah. I really think that like a really, okay. Like the real like pagan side of me. And this is like a dark mm-hmm. kind of place to go. But I kind of see this virus as a force of nature, kind of like a forest fire, like a naturally occurring forest fire. Like lightning struck a tree and now like, it's a forest fire. Yeah, a naturally occurring forest fire sucks. And it's very destructive. A lot yeah. of trees get killed. A lot of animals mm-hmm. get killed. It's painful. Yeah. A lot of destruction. But that's necessary. Yeah. It's part. It's that whole circle of because life. Because the forest needs to regrow. It's totally unfair. There's like a whole David Attenborough show on how necessary forest fires are for the natural cycle and how everything would just kill each other off without a forest fire. Oh, oh I need to find that one. I love how your, your, uh, as, your wind chimes are chiming as you're talking all esoterically. Oh yeah. As overly populated as the planet is, and let's face it, it is. It fucking is. I can't help but wonder if this is one of nature's ways of kind of like a forest fire. I've thought that's about necessary that too. for the good of the ecosystem as a whole. I, I've thought about it. That I don't way, even just like... know if that's the case, but I can't help but wonder that because it is nature. I feel like psychologically it might be something like, even if it's not in terms of, a certain number of people need to die. Even if it's not that, like, let's not. Oh yeah. But I don't think nature's that calculated. It's It's just the way that. No. It's just the way the natural balance of things sort of make each other happen. And this could just be that, you know? Yeah. And like when people say, Oh, well it's because Chinese people eat bats or whatever it is. It's like, you know how many fucking thousands of years Chinese people have been doing exactly what they're doing right now. But Oh, today it's a problem. That's, you can't blame it on that. You can't blame it on an individual act by an individual person when those things have been going on forever. It's yeah, kind of like saying like it's a natural phenomenon for this right. virus exactly. to do what it's doing. And it sucks, but it's part of the and as cycle. Much as, I mean, well, you know, and I, you know, I don't even want to get into the, uh, the utter horror of it. Like I'll just, I'll just throw this out there. I am so glad my mother died two years ago because we're coming up on the two year anniversary. Oh, of her death. yeah, because with all of her problems, if she got this, oh, and my she God, she would have. She absolutely would have gotten yeah. it. And I wouldn't have been able to hold her hand when she died, because yeah. that to me is the most horrific thing of all of this. People can whine all they want about how bored they are or whatever it is. But there are people who are dying and they can't have even one member of their family in the room with them. Yeah, they're dying alone because, yeah, I know, that's awful. And, and and even the best thing that could happen is a nurse they met two days ago is holding their hand. That's like the yeah. best thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just so horrifying to me. And people who, I don't know, if people don't. I don't know how people, I don't know, I don't know how anyone can think of that and think, yeah, but it's, it's just death. It's no big deal. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how oh, anyone no, can be. Oh, no, I was not, please do not 
think that I was saying no, that. No, no, I wasn't all. talking about you. I was talking about people no. who are like, well, you know, people born, people die, people take a shit. And it's like, well, no, because it's bigger than that. You know, there's a lot of people who are oh, so yeah. clinical you and know, unfeeling and course, about things that I can't, it's like, I fucking dare you to die alone. Yeah, in the room. because, yeah, because this is affecting yeah. people. And we're people, we're humans, it's affecting humans, of course we're Except emotionally involved in it. Except I think some people think they wouldn't be. But I was just saying, I can't help but wonder the natural aspect of it is, because of course if the forest fire happens, Mama Fox is going to be devastated the baby fox got burned to death, but it's necessary right. for the growth of the forest. And there'll always be another to, baby fox. That's not to negate the right. angst of Mama Fox. Just like there's always going to be another goddamn human. Is... It's so we're totally expendable. True, but not to Although each I think other. One of the things they're saying. I mean, we're expendable in the big picture, but not to each other. Well, one you of know? the things that they're saying is that this is going to be so widespread. Like you now know someone who whose husband had, had it. it, and she thinks she had it. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anyone yet, but there was a period where I thought my sister did. Because some asshole didn't follow the rules and showed up on a work site where my brother-in-law's, he's an electrician, and his, his worker, his crew, was working on a building site, and some asshole who wasn't scheduled to be there that day from some other, some other team just showed up, was coughing all over the place, and then mentioned you know, in passing, that his wife had tested positive. And so, he was fucking at a work site. My brother-in-law, working with those people, finds out later he said what? Meanwhile, meanwhile, he's already gone to his home with his wife, my sister, who has already seen my elderly father, and we didn't know anything for oh, a few days. Oh, my God. We had to wait until we got a test result from a guy who, if I'm being honest, why the hell are we tr trusting this guy when he say he tested negative? I wouldn't trust him, but we didn't really seem to have a choice to not trust him. Oh but, my you know. god! And my sister is a is a severe asthmatic who is a high risk person for not surviving it, and she's younger than me for fuck's sake. You know, it's like this is. You know, it didn't happen, but there was like about two and a half days there where it was like, oh, fuck, fuck. That's, oh my God. All because some asshole. See, that is some seriously irresponsible fucking horseshit right there. And that is why the fucking interconnectedness and butterfly affected shit. That guy's just some asshole wandering around assholing all over the place. Mm -hmm. And he was like that before and he's like that now. And he better have fucking learned a lesson. Because if even, if he had ended up being positive and even one person got sick from him, that is blood on his hands. That is so fucking blood. Oh my god. what happens but yeah i think that i hope that this change in consciousness that you were talking about becomes a permanent thing at least a little bit and i hope so i think i think some of it is gonna stick with a lot of people i just hope it sticks with a, a lot more people than i think it will i just really hope anyone who hasn't given it any thought think about it 
bring it up with your friends. Like, cause some people, maybe it hasn't occurred to them. Just bring it up and make people realize, look, look, every one of us plays a part in how the entire world functions. That's mm-hmm. it. And even, you know, it's kind of like if you, if you smile at someone randomly, you could, you could be making their entire fucking day. If you're, yeah, if you're yeah. nice to someone who's been, I mean, I remember, you know, when I used to sell shoes at Mervyn's, I remember one day during one of the back to schools, one of the numerous back to schools that I worked. Um, and it was, it was sometime in the afternoon. So this woman had been dragging her bratty ass kids all over town mm-hmm. and she stopped into Mervyn's to get some shoes and when I talked to her, I was smiling mm-hmm. and she actually said to me, I can't believe you're smiling. And I was like, what, what? Like it, like, am I allowed to not smile? You know, I'm, uh. I'm working retail, but she goes, she goes, you're the first person all day who has been polite and pleasant to me. You're the only person oh, wow. I've seen all day that's been, that's smiling. And I totally didn't know what to say to that, but I guarantee you that woman remembers that, or at least for a while she remembered. Oh, that's awesome. She remembered how shitty everyone was because it's, oh, it's back to school and it's hard and there's so many customers and I have to clean up the store and everything's busy and I didn't get to take my break. And then she comes in and I say, oh, hi, how you doing? What do you, what can I get for you? And she's like shocked that I was pleasant. (laughs) And I was probably 20 years old. Yeah. You know, know, I was just a college student, you know, just kind of like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, but oh, this is so funny. Sometimes that's the opposite, though, because the other day I was cruising the Easter section, Mm. you know, because God damn it, have I packed a lot of Easter candy and shit to be sent off. Oh, my God. I've been kind of craving Chocolate and there was right this now. woman, you know those people that you just see that you, they're sort of like grizzled and grouchy and you're just like, I mean, it's terrible, but it's true, right? It may be awful, but I'm right. Uh-huh. Those people that you look at and they're like, oh my God, that she's a total junkie or she's a total alcoholic just looking for her fix. You know, oh. I mean, you can just tell when somebody has that hard bitten grizzled look. And there's like nothing behind their eyes. They're so Yeah, gone. and she yeah. just looked strung out and yeah. really distraught and she was like like really manic and frenetic and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like sort of walked around her and I was just like, oh, hi, excuse me. And her reaction was to turn around and look at me and say, you go to hell. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Have a nice day. And I thought it was fabulous. (laughs) You go right to hell. for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
just reminded me, like, I've long held this theory. It's not the same, but maybe it's the same level of insanity, so I really shouldn't say anything about these people, right? Right. I of course have long we can. That's, what, that's why we're here. We're here to talk shit about people. Yes. That history is 100% wrong. Archaeology is 100% wrong. And that Hercules and Xena are channeled truth. It's not creative writing. It's channeling of actual events to set history straight. Oh, so like like the that one episode of Xena <laughs> that was like Indiana Jones, but it was Gabrielle and Xena reincarnated yes. into the future. Oh, and then that other episode of Xena where it was like a weird woo-woo psychic place. And, uh-huh. and it turned out that they were also Xena and Gabrielle <laughs> reincarnated in the future. Yeah, I mean, clearly Hercules <laughs> and Xena are not fiction. They're truth. Absolutely. And everything that history is showing is Satan fucking with us <laughs> to, hide, to hide the truth of Xena. <laughs> and really, if we all just accepted the truth of Hercules and Xena, we would all worship the altar of Salmonius. <laughs> yes, oh my god, yes we would. <laughs> and I just I love the idea that there's like three people out there listening to us who are laughing so hard right now. 